Was one of Batman's parents actually a bat? Can ghosts sit on chairs? All of these questions you can find the answer to on this Paranormal Life! Hello, everyone, and welcome hey. back to uh, this so Paranormal Life. voice cracked. <laughs> it cracked. I, we have to start over. Okay, well, we're not, because we're rolling What now, was this shit so. again about Batman? What, was one of his parents actually a bat? I didn't read the comics. No. I don't know. Did his mother or father have sex with a... Bird well, do or not speak ill of the dead, Rory. <laughs> that is not funny. Welcome to the podcast. This Paranormal Life is a comedy paranormal podcast where every week we investigate a brand new paranormal tale, case, claim, beast, and come to a conclusion at the end as to whether or not it truly is paranormal. What was the second question? We can't keep going back to the questions. I just, I feel like I can, I've had a lot of caffeine. I feel like I can knock this one out. What, chairs? <sighs> Yeah, ghosts can go sit on chairs. I don't want you to think about them too much because they were kind of just flipping mm. questions that I threw out at Actually, the start. Actually, it's not as easy. It's not as cut and dry as I thought. This might take some time. That's not today's investigation, by the way, is mm. whether or not ghosts can sit on chairs. We are here to discuss a paranormal tale that is actually suggested by our very own listeners. Ooh. We are talking about Leandy Wu, Douglas Hawthorne, and William Erie. William Erie. William Airy. William Airy? <laughs> Why do you guys have psycho names? <laughs> that's, that's a paranormal name. They all asked us to cover a story called Lavender Town Syndrome. Hmm. Now, since these emails, we did briefly talk about it on a bonus episode. Some of our listeners may remember that. But it was a small part of a larger episode that tackled cursed video games. And since reading these emails and getting these requests, I realized we didn't really get to do it justice and give it the full TPL treatment for such a cool story. Hey, brother, you don't have to convince me to talk about video games. So let's do that today. Our story today begins in the Kanto region of Japan in 1996. February 27th started like any other normal day. The staff at the district hospital were busy as they always were, roaming the halls, tending to various injuries and illnesses. But this was about to be no ordinary day. Dr. Takahashi, please come to the main desk immediately. Out of nowhere, patients began pouring into the hospital. Some were crying, others looked nauseous. But the strangest part of all was that they were all children. That's a dark day in a hospital. I wonder what has happened. Some sort of playground explosion? Some sort of nursery explosion. I don't know things that would only affect children. <laughs> right, sure. All the children heard a nursery rhyme that was so atonal it caused them to become violently ill. Some sort of party clown rented out for a birthday party who tried to inflate so many balloons he exploded. Right. By midday, there were more than a hundred kids in the ER, each with hauntingly similar symptoms. They complained of migraines, nosebleeds, most were crying and vomiting. It was overwhelming. Wow. And, you know, Rory, I don't know what you were like as a, as a kid, as a young lad. Uh, mm -hmm. I know, for one, I was always hamming it up. 
I was always making it up, trying to get out of school. Like, oh, my tummy hurts. Oh, no, well, not just attention. I I wanted to get out of detention and stay at home. (laughs) Okay, right. I I was trying to not go to school is what I'm trying to say. Make up uh, any illness. I'd be like reading the encyclopedia being like, mother, I have dengue fever. I can't possibly go. (laughs) It's like, you don't have goddamn dengue fever. You've been nowhere near a jungle. Yeah, you were always trying to hit that sweet spot as a kid that was like too sick to go to school, but not sick enough to need medical attention and be, <laughs> and be proven a liar. Yeah, and not sick enough to not be able to play video games all day. Yeah, like, oh, well, I think uh, my eyes are fine, so maybe <laughs> maybe a little Smash Brothers would help. I seem to remember, <laughs> and, and we were definitely way too old to be playing this old trick <laughs> that um, me and uh, a mutual friend of ours um, both were conveniently uh, off sick from school the day Halo 2 came out. <laughs> Uh, I got Spartan fever. <laughs> I gotta take some time off. Uh, I took a sticky bomb to the gut, mother. <laughs> I've got diarrhea. All right, Jesus, too much information. Um, what I'm trying to say is kids are always hamming it up yeah. for the kids, trying to pretend they're sick, but it actually sounds like these kids are genuinely ill. Nosebleeds? Right. Vomiting? Hard to... Not impossible, I will say, but hard to fake. Yeah, harder, definitely, than Spartan fever. (laughs) When the doctors finally found one child who was able to speak, the child only said one word. (laughs) Pokemon! (laughs) All right, they're faking it. They're just trying to play Pokemon all day. Get your ass back to class. This is just what we were talking about. I mean... (laughs) I feel like these kids weren't faking it to play Pokemon because their symptoms meant that they landed in hospital. Right. So maybe they pushed things too far, but it seems like all of them have been affected some way by the video game franchise Pokemon. So what happened to these kids? Let's dive back to earlier that day. When I said February 27th, 1996 was an ordinary day, for video game fans, that wasn't entirely true. Because that day was the first release of the original Pokemon games, known in Japan as Pocket Monsters Red and Green. Oh my god. My memories of coming across Pokemon were much later than this. I don't know when exactly, but we were presumably only five years old at this point. Had yeah. just started school, so to think that Pokemon was already out was kind of nuts. Well, it had a snowball effect where it was released in Japan as a game. Mm. Then, you know, we had the show, the cards, the Pokemon cards. I feel like that was the biggest one that really took over to the point where, uh, like a lot of schools in the UK, our school had to ban Pokemon cards. Right. Because there was like a f***ed up, it was like a currency in the playground kids were jumping social statuses just in one afternoon by opening up a card that had a shiny charizard in it and we can't let the children move social status we have to keep the strict (laughs) hierarchy of nerds and jocks and bullies i actually had one of the most traumatic experiences of my life Mm -hmm. was involving pokemon cards where uh, <laughs> one day I remember uh, taking all of my favorite cards to school with me to show off. Mistake. A uh, mistake from the jump. 
uh, we're talking, I think I had a shiny Blastoise. I think I had, I had some shiny, some rares, real stuff that I had collected over a long period of time. And you're not letting these things out of your sight. You're like a fugitive from the Jason Bourne series. You've got like a briefcase handcuffed to yourself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and everything goes great. I go to school. I showed it off to all of my friends. Uh, I came back, I got changed out of my school clothes, went upstairs and realized immediately that I had left all of my Pokemon cards inside of my school uniform trousers, <laughs> which my mom had just shoveled into the washing machine. Mother! So I bolted downstairs and like a like a mad scientist halfway through an experiment, <laughs> rip open the door to the washing machine, water pouring out of it, searching in the darkness, pull out a pair of soggy trousers, and I'm, I'm on my hands and knees, giving myself to the Lord. Just say, tell me they're fine. Tell me they're fine and I'll give you anything. He's not talking about cars. He's talking about Abracadabra, Growlithe, <laughs> Pikachu, his favorite, his favorite Pokemon. And I remember putting my hand into that pocket and pulling out a lump of cardboard. <laughs> a, a shiny limited edition lump straight from Japan. Ironically, even the water Pokemon got f***ed up. <laughs> The Blastoise was, it was super effective. It was super effective. And I remember just sitting there holding my soggy trousers thinking, I don't want to live anymore. I don't want to live. Wow. I don't want to exist anymore. This is the end of my life. And then the next day, Beyblades came <laughs> along and I forgot about the old soggy lump. Uh, we get accused a lot, actually, in the comments and reviews of being, I didn't realize this, but of being a heavily... 90s focused podcast um we can no longer refute that claim it, when you're doing a whole episode on pokemon when pokemon was released it was the must play game of the year it was the games that launched the entire pokemon franchise children all over japan were itching to get their hands on the game and dive into the world of pokemon and they did the games were released and immediately the children started their adventure they picked their starter pokemon they left Pallet Town, defeated a few gym leaders, and then something changed. The children reached a certain location in the game, Lavender Town. Now, in a game about cute creatures and fun adventures, to this day, Lavender Town sticks out like a sore thumb. It's a creepy, haunted town that is also home to a place called the Pokemon Tower, a place where they essentially bury all of the dead Pokemon. Right. Something they didn't even establish could happen up until that point. Yeah, up until that point, they actually refer to when Pokemon um, collapse in battle, they would they would actually say, oh, it's okay, they fainted. Oh, they just fainted. Yeah. You can revive them. Don't worry, they just fainted. Oh, yeah, his eyes roll back into his head and he's starting to smell funny, but he just fainted. <laughs> Give him a kick, poke him a few times. <laughs> he uh. needs to poke the Pokemon. <laughs> he just needs a, a glass of, of lemonade. Maybe uh, every time you go to the the Pokemon Center where they heal all your Pokemon, they're like, "Oh yeah, give me give me the little guy. Here we go. All right, dun, 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 dun. Here, here he is. It's like uh, my Rattata had a huh? stripe on his tail. Oh, I, mm, I think you're mistaken. This is your Rattata, sir. Here no, you go. No, no, no. He is because mm -hmm. I also called him Freddy. Freddy. He's he can do tricks and shit, and this Rat Ratata is. No, I'm pretty sure his his name is Greg. 
Greg? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what you told me. He he, he responds to Greg. There this, you go. There's this, Greg. This Ratata's angry. Greg. He All seems right, angry to be with me <laughs> now. Right. You're asking too many questions, <laughs> bud. Listen here. This is like the f***ing Apple store. You hand me a broken iPhone, I open the drawer, and I give you <laughs> your iPhone. For all intents and purposes, don't ask any questions. Just take the f***ing Ratata and leave. <laughs> It, it, it's a creepy place. It's a super creepy place. In the bonus episode, uh, you referred to Lavender Town as Vietnam for six-year-olds. <laughs> what, I did? Yes. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> as in it, it being something that you never forgot the first time you went into Lavender Town. Right. You weren't there, man. Yeah. It was the look, the feel, the The people, sound, the music. The music. The music, indeed. As we said, all of these children were enjoying the game until they reached Lavender Town. As soon as the town's music started playing, these children went wild. One parent said her daughter started screaming out of nowhere. Another said his son was screeching like a demon. Oh my god. It was almost as if there was something about the music in that town that was making these children go insane. The story goes that things got so bad, the original cartridges were quickly recalled and the theme music had to be replaced. Which sounds crazy, I admit, but it's not that unrealistic because it wouldn't even be the first time that the company retrospectively changed Lavender Town. I don't know if you played any of the remakes of those original games, but the, the Pokemon Death Palace in the original <laughs> is now changed into a radio tower. What? That just plays like Pokemon Radio. What? Yeah. This is political correctness gone mad. I, <laughs> 500 episodes, or we haven't done that many, 300 episodes, I've held my temper. No, you haven't. About political correctness gone mad. You absolutely But this haven't. is the last straw. A radio tower? Are we, uh, listen, we, we cannot believe that these Pokemon do not die. Where, do they, where are they buried? Where are they buried, Rory? <laughs> I need to know. I need to know. Uh, I think in the I think in the basement of the new radio tower <laughs> there are a lot of tombs. Right, it's a Pokemon burial ground. It's very yeah, cursed. essentially still cursed. Uh, it's true. I mean, if these Pokemon are basically just animals like rats and birds, you're gonna step on one now and again. You're that's <laughs> gonna kill one of them. Some of them are f***ing caterpillars and worms. Like they'll just die from the sun. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> Some of them are are tiny. So some of them eat the others for sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's birds and there's bugs. You're what telling more do me, I have to say? You're telling me Pokemon don't die when I just put my f***ing Caterpie out against essentially what is a dragon? What is a mythical dragon? Don't tell me he didn't curb stomp him. Uh, there is a meme that circulates sometimes from the Pokemon animated series where you can see Ash Ketchum and his pals Misty and Brock all sitting around uh, eating. They're like camping out and eating, and they're eating yeah. what looks like fried chicken. And like Pikachu just has like a really sad look on his face. <laughs> yeah, because that would be like a Pidgey or something. Yeah, like a bird Pokemon. They're literally yeah, isn't that kind of fucked up? Yeah, I follow a couple of accounts on Twitter and stuff, and they'll they'll tweet like trivia and Easter eggs from old Nintendo games and Pokemon games and stuff. And yeah. there is kind of a running theme actually that even just for cultural differences, they'll often change things between regions. Um, like maybe lines of dialogue or things that might seem a bit too, like, I don't know, goddamn X-rated over here, um, they're kind of okay with in Japan and vice versa. Yeah. So they definitely have recalled things in the game before. And changed it, yeah, even with localization. Uh, it makes sense, because as we know, 
especially in those early games, if, even if you read some of the Pokemon descriptions, some of them are pretty creepy shit. Yeah, that's right. I mean, the famous one is a Pokemon called Cubone, who's a cute little, what the f*** is he? He's like a little meerkat, a, ch- a chubby meerkat. Something like that. Whatever. And he's got like a little skull on his head and he Which, has like a little bone. Sure, I think he where did he get with. that? I don't know, but. <laughs> yeah, um, the skull is not part of his uh, his attire. It is the, the skull of his dead mother. Okay. That I think he wears on his head. The bone is probably hers too. Let's get Cubone therapy. <laughs> he needs therapy. Don't wear your mother's skull. Just give him a hat. Give him a fedora. It's very sad. Um, <laughs> don't give him a fedora. Now, on the bonus episode, we did play the alleged original Lavender Town theme, but seeing as we're covering the case again, and many of you may not have heard it yet, I think we need to listen to it again right now. I'm ready to lose my marbles all over again. Now, I'm going to make a little disclaimer. On the bonus episode, didn't phase me at all. Didn't have a problem with it. Okay. Uh, But I listened to this earlier, once again, with headphones on, (laughs) and it made me feel physically ill. (laughs) It was, and sure, was I out last night? Yeah, you betcha. Did I have a couple of cocktails and a few beers? Yeah, I did. Right, you were already hugging the toilet bowl this morning, (laughs) just listening to the Lavender Time theme tune. It's like, I know I ate six raw frozen chicken nuggets right before bed, but honestly, I think it's the Pokemon theme music that's making me feel so bad. Uh, funny side note about me going out last night. I didn't really mm. plan on it, it was a it was a fun event that I went to, but I didn't really plan on on boozing that much. And this morning I woke up, none of my alarms went off. I went to check what time it was and how long I'd slept in, and I was wearing a watch made of candy. <laughs> so <laughs> I looked down. I was wearing a thong made of candy. <laughs> That's a true story. Is that the end of the story? Well, I ate it. What, what, what else do you want from Jesus it? Yeah. Christ. <laughs> I think I got a goodie bag on the way out with a candy watch in it. And I was like, you I'm going to rock that. You broke into a children's birthday party. <laughs> I got so drunk, I broke into Willy Wonka's factory on the way home. Yeah, you eating frozen chicken goujons <laughs> was just you, again, broken into the frozen section of Iceland. All right, all right. Without further ado... Let's play the music. As I said, if you're listening to this on headphones, proceed with caution, ladies and gentlemen. Ride that volume. Here we go. (laughs) It's a lot more unpleasant than I remember, sure. so awful. Oh, God. That is the highest noise I've ever heard. Properly piercing. (laughs) A digital gong of some kind. Good lord. That actually makes my stomach feel unwell. (laughs) It's horrible. It's properly awful. I mean, when you hear this story, you're like, this is insane. There's no way that that would ever happen, that music could make people feel that sick. And then you hear a song like that. Why did they think that was okay? 
you just went to Pallet Town. Your mother kissed you on the forehead and said, pick a little friend to live with forever. Right. And you go on an adventure and it's like, hey, welcome to fucking Sin City where a ghost is going to take your wallet and the spirits of the dead just roam around. <laughs> it's terrifying. Yeah, it's it really makes you call into question, what what does the rest of the game hold? Whenever I get to Cerulean City, are they going to teach me about <laughs> Class A drugs? Yeah. Well, whenever I get to, to the Indigo Plateau, are they going to teach me about uh, sex? <laughs> what, what? This game is not suitable for children, apparently. Welcome to Cinnabon Island, where war crimes are legal. <laughs> okay, this is dark. I don't, I don't know what got lost in translation there, where they're just... Maybe it was, like, different departments working on it, so someone was working on Pallet Town and the happy, like, little intro themes, and they were like, oh, yeah, Craig's in the basement working on Lavender Town. No one's seen him for a couple days. He only had one job, right. which was to write a spooky song. And he's been cackling like the Joker so much, no one wants to go down and tell him we've shipped the game already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's absolutely bonkers. It is worse than I remember. There are also more layers to it than I remember. You kind of hear it and you're like, okay, this is unpleasant. Ooh, that's new. That's new. That's another layer of unpleasant. And then it keeps changing and getting worse. Yeah. Now, I will say what we heard is allegedly the song that was originally on the cartridges right, before it was shipped. So by the time we got our hands on it... It was the Mickey Mouse Disney-fied version. Yeah, which was still genuinely... I mean, a lot of it was what you heard there. Very similar, maybe just without some of those high-pitch frequencies and awful gong hits. The start of it has sort of whistler vibes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the uploader of that video wrote a huge long description, and some of it was definitely interesting to read. They said, be careful around animals because it causes them to flip out. Okay. My rats freaked out when I played it on the speakers. Your rats? <laughs> and people have told me that their cats and dogs freak out too. Interesting. Maybe it has some of that high-frequency material is just piercing to a dog or cat which has much more sensitive hearing it could be now despite us just listening to the theme i felt a little sick but neither of us dropped to the floor started vomiting or had any medical issues that needed attention it's a great point and there are two explanations for this firstly it is believed that the unsettling music in lavender town as we said contains a high-pitched tone undetectable to adult ears Oh, that's why it was only children that appeared at the hospital. Adults couldn't even hear it. We thought that sounded messed up. Right now, there's an 11-year-old boy listening to this paranormal life who's <laughs> paralytic on the ground. We might have just killed him. Oh, no, little Timmy. <laughs> uh, wow, that tracks. Yeah. That tracks. Because... Not only are we both not children, am I right in saying that both of our ears are massively f***ed up? <laughs> right, we're both sitting here with <laughs> hearing aids. Um, I have two stories about this. I'm not going to derail this for too long. But yes, in short, both our hearing is f***ed up. Whenever I was at university, my lecturer summed it up as humans can hear technically on paper anywhere from 20 hertz to 20,000 hertz. But he said, if you've ever been to a rock concert, forget about hearing anything above 17K. Um, that ship has sailed. Uh, right. Now, as musicians, our hearing is probably a bit worse than most. 
recently because the tour was coming up, I I have gone deaf a couple of times in the last couple of years, couple of years. Yeah. Um, thankfully, mostly just due to earwax. Um, and I really didn't want it to happen before our tour started. Ironically, people tried to warn you a lot before it got bad, but you couldn't hear them. So you just kept on your ways. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I wanted to get it sorted. So so I went to um, I I don't know I don't what do you want from me an ear doctor? Um, Is there a name for that? And they stuck a Hoover in my. Have you ever had this done? They stuck a Hoover in my ear and <laughs> sucked it out. No, no, I've never had a f-ing ear doctor Hoover my holes before. Well, she was just on a back alley. I did just pay her in uh, unmarked cash notes. So. Um, to be fair, maybe not a real doctor, but it was over in seconds um, and I paid the doctor and I kept my shit in the down low about how much I was internally losing it. I felt like I was going insane. I felt like one of these children vomiting and nose bleeding everywhere. Right. I, I, I walked out of the doctor's <laughs> office like an alien grey pretending to be human. Uh, I, I don't know, because your ears and stuff are so connected to your balance, mm-hmm. um, I an internal kind of navigation. I like fell off the curb in the street <laughs> immediately. It was like a, I was in a war zone. My ears ringing. Like I could hear bees talking to each other. I could, I could see the color of the wind. Uh, it was unbelievable the difference it made. We said it's like in all the movies when uh, when Peter Parker wakes up after being bitten by the spider. And he can hear, like, a bank siren going off three streets away. And you're like, what the f*** is happening? This is wild. What an amazing experience. You don't get to do that a lot in life. This is my PSA. If anyone has had any issues and they're putting it off, I highly recommend uh, getting it done. But I also know why the science tracks, because I am a current owner of, and I know people are going to f***ing kill me for this, but um, my wife and I are now owners of, like, uh, a, like, garden cat alarm thing. Um, that basically we stick on at night and it plays you're a, a monster a sound that only cats can hear you're a, you're a monster you're an animal uh, <laughs> how dare you I, like this is genuinely gonna get me cancelled but what do you want me to do they keep diarrheaing <laughs> over our bins <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to the people eating their lunch again, trigger warning, but I keep I keep going into my driveway to find liquid shit all over the place and the garden. We can't, we can't keep saying, skip ahead if you don't want to hear this, because there's going to be in the end four minutes of listenable podcast left for those. I don't know what else to do. Uh, so we felt that the, that the, <laughs> the most pet friendly way of doing things was a gentle nighttime alarm is, that it, says F- off <laughs> uh but it's that you, you turn it on and it makes like a it's the same concept it makes a high-pitched noise that um to be fair you can hear it a little bit but yeah. uh it's higher than adults are supposed to be able to hear yeah they remember they installed one of those outside the, the <laughs> shop by our school because it's children so- <laughs> were just we weren't even loitering we were just outside the shop and they were like that's that's enough. You kids are diarrheaing over yeah, my to be bins. Fair, to be fair, we were playing Pokemon and vomiting everywhere. Uh, 
<laughs> yeah, I, I actually went to that shop very recently. It's still there Is after all these there? years. Can you can you hear the? Uh, weirdly, I I can yes. So I don't think this is a very exact science. I'll say that much. Okay, yeah. Uh, maybe you can tune that frequency, so it's kind of hard to get right. I do know that it affects you a lot, a lot. The older you get, like the drop off after like forty, fifty years old is, is severe. Yeah. Well, I mean, my hearing is is shot as well completely. I don't. I still to this day don't know what was wrong with me when I was born. The doctors are still trying to work that one out. But uh, something was wrong with one of my ear, my right ear. So even now, my right ear is like 60, 70% hearing, like permanently. Yeah. It's just worse than like my the, my other ear. Um, and I remember I, I had to have like five or six surgeries Jesus. for them to just like save it. So it wasn't gone by the time I was 12 years old. Wow. And it was one of those times where I'm so young that I didn't really know what was going on. All I knew was every time I went to the big hospital, I got another video game from my parents. <laughs> Unfortunately, one of them was Pokemon. <laughs> Lavender Town took another 30% off that ear. I remember, <laughs> I remember like being in the hospital bed, uh, in like a full gown, my ass out, uh, playing Need for Speed Underground on Game Boy Advance, having the best time ever, and like looking through a hospital window into the next room where my parents were talking to the doctor, and my mom is just crying, and I'm just having the best time ever. I'm like, this is awesome. Uh, oh, yeah. childhood innocence. They did a, a good thing, which was never telling me actually what was going on. That's some good parenting right there. Yeah. I think even when I, it took me till I was like 19 years old where my mom was like, was like, oh yeah, if something had gone wrong in one of those operations, uh, the right side of your face would have been paralyzed forever. Wow. And I was like, I didn't need to know that. So thank you for keeping that away from me as a child. Yeah. <laughs> All I know is I drank some night night juice and woke up playing, woke up playing Super Mario World. I came to halfway through Abe's Odyssey. It's fantastic. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Kit, when we bottle up our emotions, it can start to affect us negatively. Sometimes it's important that we get stuff off our chest. Tell me about it. I found a UFO in the forest and now... This thing is attached to my chest. Jesus, that's an alien. Mm -hmm. All right, I was speaking metaphorically about dealing with emotions and talking about our feelings by using services like BetterHelp. I don't need to talk about my feelings. This thing can read my mind. Therapy can be a great way to set boundaries and become the best version of yourself. With BetterHelp, you can get matched with a licensed 
licensed therapist that suits your needs. It's online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You're saying they can get things off my chest, like uh, Zonktar here? Don't give it a name. Maybe me and Zonktar can sign up for BetterHelp together. Give it a shot, and whatever it is, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Paranormal Life today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Paranormal Life. So, so, hey, there's good reasons why the, the song necessarily isn't affecting us to the fullest potential. The second reason as to why it maybe didn't affect us is because, as we clarified in the bonus episode, the story is widely accepted as fictional. What? That's true, yeah. It is... Th- now, I will say... I feel th- like you just led me down a garden <laughs> path for 25 minutes and then beat me over the head with a 2 by 4 And shit all over your bins. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I will say, even though it's mostly regarded as a creepypasta... There are still plenty of people out there who genuinely believe that parts of the story are true. I mean, as we said, it's not beyond the realms of reality. We already know that the Pokemon Company have retrospectively changed parts of Lavender Town. Is it crazy to think that they did change the music? Well, oh, <laughs> that wasn't that's a rhetorical good question. <laughs> Sorry, did you say something? I can barely hear you, bud. What? Uh, look, I, I, I'm in agreement. Uh, this is uh, entirely possible. You know, Rory, let me posit my own hypothesis here. Is it possible that this is one of those games of telephone that, um, you know, uh, maybe a genuine and non-paranormal product recall led to, you know, fictitious claims that it was something more salacious than it really was. Yeah. And I mean, so much of the story is kind of based in reality. I mean, also in the bonus episode, we talked about the, uh, I believe now banned episode of Pokemon, the TV show that when it was broadcast on television, gave a bunch of kids seizures because of the animation pattern. Uh, that's a real story. Children genuinely, uh, had to be rushed to hospital after the episode. So it's like, it's almost as if that story became twisted and wrapped up in the creepy atmosphere of Lavender Town. Yeah, there's just something in pop culture too and in our collective conversations about it that it feels very tempting, doesn't it? Like parents love to look at these things for children and try and perceive a dark side to them. You know, it's like all the stories in the, the 90s in the UK tabloids about like the like the truth of the Teletubbies. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, Tinky Winky killed himself. Like <laughs> yeah, all yeah. these like up stories even D, you know when D was huge and parents were like it's a it's devil worshiping it's right. like glorifying evil um yeah there's just scare around the next big thing isn't it i mean the pokemon series as a whole has some of the most famous and widespread paranormal stories online one of the most popular is the story of pokemon black a bootleg version of the game that was allegedly found at a flea market in America with no explanation of what the game was. Uh-oh. It's just a black cartridge with the Pokemon logo in it. The game, when played... Pikachu was- has a gun. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very... It's called Black because it's like a f***ing film noir. Yeah, Ash yeah. Ketchum is a hard-hitting detective on the streets of not Kanto region, but Chicago. Yeah, not to be confused with Detective Pikachu, which is a legitimate <laughs> Pokemon game. This game was essentially the same as the original Pokemon games. You start in Pallet Town, you meet Professor Oak, but when it's time to pick your first Pokemon, along with the original three choices, there's an option called Ghost. (laughs) Okay. This creature only has one attack called Curse. 
and when it was used in battle, the screen would go to black, you'd hear the enemy Pokemon cry out, and when the screen came back, it was gone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so this is like Pokemon meets Death Note. Uh, might I say, these Pokemon aren't fainting. They are disappearing off the face of the earth. You're not even, it's beyond killing them. You are banishing <laughs> them to hell. Right, beyond the radio tower basements, just shadow realm, basically. And if that wasn't already kind of against the rules of a Pokemon battle, you could also use curse on trainers. Oh no. <laughs> you could send humans to hell uh, using ghost. Again, Widely believed to be a creepypasta, but I love those kind of stories. They're I'm so fascinating. I'm sure someone has probably tried to make this. You know, people make, like, hacked bootleg versions. I, like, isn't there a version of Pokemon floating around that's, like, some kind of, like, Vietnamese bootleg? Where yeah. all, they're all, like, the dialogue is wrong. People it's, put it's in up. spammy dialogue. I mean, again, that is based in reality. I know people that have bought kind of um, fake import versions of the game from, like, different countries where... Yeah, the the dialogue has kind of been localized, but it's all over the place. And it's really, it's not creepy, but it's really funny to play through because uh, you have no idea how the English is going to be translated. Yeah. I remember some uh, charity gaming streamers that I used to watch all the time uh, called Extra Lives. They once got their hands on, I think it was Pokemon like Vietnamese green. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you'd be talking to one of the trainers and they'd be like, you know, Good fight time for Pokemon. Make sure to load up on volcano bake meat. Mother <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, You're like, all like, right. Like, this is awesome. <laughs> this is better than the original games. It's just, it's hilarious. But again, there is a creepy dark side to this. But let's circle back. What about Lavender Town Syndrome? Could it really exist? Could a certain sound make people go crazy? Let's look at some examples. Between 2002 and 2012 in the Philippines, a karaoke version of My Way by Frank Sinatra, for some reason, made people fight each other. <laughs> All right, that is just alcohol, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> That's nothing to do with... What could possibly... A karaoke version also is just an instrumental cover. That's a really, <laughs> that's a really good point. Look, maybe there was something about the f***ed up MIDI. I think they actually had to ban it for many years to stop these fights from breaking out. I mean, I guess it's a pretty annoying song for someone to like, if they're out of tune. I did it my way. Shut up! Yeah, it's definitely not on the same level as hearing the music and the pupils in your eyes roll back and right. you become a fighting machine. We also investigated in an earlier episode the cursed Japanese Kleenex ad. Of course, a classic. Which, if you remember, featured the song It's a Fine Day by Miss Jane. It's a fine day, people are the windows. Awful song. Awful, yeah. genuinely terrifying. Which has been quite a cool one for this Paranormal Life lore because uh, some of our listeners will occasionally hear the song out and about or on TV or something. And they'll be like, yeah. it's the f***ing... Song. Cover your ears! Because it's really weird when you hear it out of context and you just, it's like you're a sleeper cell and you're just like, hold on, what the f***? What's happening? Yeah. Why yeah, do I know this? You feel like it's in the middle of f***ing Inception and that's the song that yeah. triggers you to wake up that you're like, oh my God, oh my God, it's real. And it's interesting, Kit, that you brought up activating a sleeper cell because when you think about it, that is another example of audio being used to trigger some kind of response. 
It's called the concept of a trigger phrase, which is used a lot in popular media where a sleeper cell or some sort of Manchurian candidate can be activated by hearing uh, a series of words in a certain order. Mm. I think one of the most famous ones probably now is the Winter Soldier in the Marvel movies, uh, Bucky Barnes, who's activated by, yeah, hearing a collection of words, uh, homecoming, foxtrot, rusted, you know, right. and then and then he just activates as a war machine, basically. What a bonkers idea. Is there any truth behind that one? You know, I did look into it, and uh, if there is, it's deeply classified. <laughs> um, it seems to be a very popular thing in fiction, so it's hard to say if it really did come from somewhere, but from what I could tell... I don't think there's any real-world examples of this being used. I mean, the, the, you go back to Project MK Ultra and some of that shit, who knows, genuinely, they probably did try some weird stuff like this. But maybe these people are hiding in plain sight. I mean, I don't know if you've watched that MFR Darren Brown, but he's pretty good at the old trigger phrases. He right. walks up to people, says, sleep, and they <laughs> collapse. All right, that is not magic. That is dark arts. Like, that's it's not some okay. Voldemort shit right there. You can't just walk up to someone and say, sleep, yeah. and make them drop to the ground. That's, that's the next best thing to telling your ghost Pokemon a curse. The screen goes black <laughs> and you wake up playing Need for Speed Underground. It's a good thing that he wants to be an entertainer. We have we have said it before. Yeah. Uh, it's a good thing he's a nice man. Dude, I would use that power all the time. I would walk into McDonald's and just say, burgers. <laughs> and they just start handing them over. Uh, Go to my boss. Money. <laughs> I'm sure that, I mean, you don't even have to have a job or a boss to do that. You could just go to a bank. Um, yeah, that's true, yeah. With a gun, you can save money. I don't know to what extent our American listeners are aware of Darren Brown, but I very much recommend him. I, I, we, I, we talked about him on the, the case about levitation. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and, and I'm biased uh, as uh, someone sitting here in Great Britain, but, um, I, you know, I think he's, I think there's more to it than like your Chris Angels and your kind of TV stuntmen. Like, like I've watched his live shows. I've got friends who went to his. I think I have one friend who was a volunteer on one of his stage shows. Um, yeah, he's still sleeping. By the way, he never woke up. Yeah, it's he's been in a six coma. months. It's not okay. <laughs> his parents are waiting by his bedside with a new video game, but he's yet to wake up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. The thing is, he claims to come clean at the start of all his shows. He's like, look. This ain't magic. This is, I can't remember what he says exactly, but he's like, this is a combination of the power of suggestion. Um, right, it's like mind tricks. Priming, yeah, neurological conditioning, da-da-da-da-da. I'm just like, all right, wizard, get in the sack. <laughs> yeah, well, what's that phrase? Technology. Any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. Thank you very much. And you could say the same thing about mind games. I think it was Dumbledore who said that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember in that episode being very skeptical of the concept of levitation right up until the point where you showed me a video of him until levitating I on levitated the in the studio. <laughs> and I was I completely well. won over. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you are right. There is maybe, yeah, we're kind of edging into hypnosis here. But again, true. can words, can sounds control or activate the human mind? Were all of these children basically sleeper cells? And as soon as they heard Snorlax, <laughs> Gyarados, Pikachu, 
They were all activated. They were activated to go buy more Pokemon merchandise. Uh, then, of course, we also have the brown note. Uh, a legendary note so low that it How can this be relevant? How can this be relevant to... I think that's what's playing out the f***ing cat alarm in my garden. Because those cats, it hasn't stopped them remotely in the slightest. I wasn't going to bring it up, by the way, but if you want to stop a creature from shitting, I think the last thing you should do is blast it with a sonar beam. If That's gonna make me shit. Anything. That'll make me shit. Yeah, they basically lock eyes with me through the window while crapping. I, I think there is a brown note situation going on. Um, I'm sure a lot of our listeners are familiar with this one. A quick fact check will reveal that it is not real. The sure. brown note. Um, there is no note low enough that. What was the idea? It vibrated your bowels? Yeah, at a it, frequency hit a, it hit a resonant frequency of the human <laughs> digestive tract. <laughs> that would just make you poop yourself immediately on I the spot. I have definitely listened to it full blast at like 13 years old as well. You found it? <laughs> I've been searching, brother. So it, I think it, if you just plug it into YouTube, it's like you can simulate it. It's not to be confused with something called brown noise. Sure. Which is a noise that people use for meditation. It's, it's a different frequency. Don't get those mixed up. Don't be sitting there cross-legged on your yoga mat and play the brown note. <laughs> Because that's going to be a messy, <laughs> messy meditation oh session. Oh boy, hope that thing's waterproof. <laughs> I'm sorry to the lunch enjoyers out there. This is a crass episode. I did not realize it, this bad. I did not realize it was going to be this this crass this week. Uh, well, you know, and although the, the idea of music affecting someone's brain does sound crazy, there are parts of it that might not be that crazy after all. You might be familiar with this kit. But many people believe that the original Lavender Town theme, the one that that attacked all of these children, was an early example of something called binaural beats. Right, right, binaural beats. Where two separate tones are played into each ear at slightly different frequencies. The tiny difference causes a mismatch as the sound travels to the auditory part of your brainstem. This sounds like nonsense. But um, it is the exact opposite. It is actual science. Um, I believe then in that process, your brain creates a third frequency to try and fill the gap in between the two that are mismatching. Um, and binaural beats are used for all sorts of things. Some people say they can help you sleep. Others say that there's ones that increase your memory or your IQ. Uh, I found one actually on YouTube that was just like, this will get you cash. <laughs> I, I, and I'm all here for like, I'm all here for the, the, the manifesting sure. and, and the meditation aspect of this. But some of the comments were just like, I listened to this at 8 p.m. And the next morning <laughs> I found gold. It's like, I don't think the music did that right. to you. Ironically, the only sound that you can listen to that might get you cash is the audio to a Gary V motivational video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so even though I am skeptical of some of the benefits of binaural beats, it is a real thing. At least on paper, some form of it is a real thing. It is. This is a rabbit hole I have gone down. There is an enormous black hole of binaural beats, kind of strange paranormal pseudoscience on YouTube alone. You can find videos where you can manifest just about anything. 
there's even entire communities of people that believe that um, all instruments in the world are out of tune because in modern music, for hundreds and hundreds of years, we've tuned the note A to 440 hertz. Uh, right. But people are like, no, the, the true... The true, true, the, the true resonant frequency of the earth, if we were to line up with that, is actually 432 hertz or whatever. Um, so people have uploaded catalogs of music where everything's detuned to what they believe is the true frequency of the earth. Um, oh, I see. It, it's very strange. I mean, you know, it, what I will say is all this kind of audio stuff is in the scheme of uh, online nonsense is yeah. all extremely harmless. Um, we say that as two people who have, as I say, gone down these rabbit holes, listened to a ton of videos. I've sat there and tried to make myself shit myself. <laughs> it didn't work. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Well, uh, so you can really give it all a go. When I was reading about this, uh, I read a few articles about there's a whole subcategory of these binaural beats that essentially are supposed to get you f- up right like audio drugs yeah that they're like will replicate the effect of like lsd or weed or something just by listening to this mishmash of frequencies and i mean without getting too hippy dippy here i mean this is not remotely a new idea like this all goes back to let's say religious or spiritual traditions of using noise to affect your consciousness. Totally. Uh, think, the um, that's where the um comes think from. Think of, yeah, the um in, uh, you know, Eastern meditation. Think of... <laughs> they were trying to get f***ed up. <laughs> oh, well, they were no. trying to rage. Those no, ancient dude, monks they were, trying were trying to, to go wild. They were shotgunning white claws and umming till sunrise. Perfection and en- enlightenment, actually. Yeah, so... <laughs> they were getting up on that holy wine <laughs> you know it well dude. that much is true so I, I think it's safe to say that you know there is a certain element of truth when you ask the question can audio whether that's binaural beats or i mean even uh there were articles saying about well yeah music can actually affect the brain even in the form of when you put on your favorite song uh, dopamine is literally <laughs> it released. Make me happy. It ma- yeah, make you happy. Like there is science behind that. Whenever I listen to Gucci Mane, I want to take cocaine. <laughs> you know, these are real effects. It is. Uh, but unfortunately, I think that can't be the conclusion of this week's episode. If we want to keep this paranormal, we have to look at this sensation in a much more dramatic fashion, mm. which is not necessarily Lavender Town because we all know it most likely isn't real. But do we think, Kit, that there could be some sort of audio, some sort of music or sound that could make a human go buck wild, <laughs> drop to the floor, nose bleeding, vomiting? I mean, if it's loud enough, like, like, <laughs> like have you ever seen, have you ever seen the, the biggest speaker on earth? And, and they're like, Right, it could detonate a human. It could make it would the just skin melt melt <laughs> your brain. It would melt your head. So a double yes is what you're saying. Yeah. What I'm saying is, if it's if we're just talking volume or something, it's not paranormal. Do no. You, do you think it's paranormal? No, we're not talking about just how loud it is. If it could kill someone, we're talking about a paranormal effect, a supernatural effect that it, that it could happen. Whether whether the audio is cursed. No. Okay. Now, as I said, we are both very hard of hearing, 
So uh, we're coming from a place where regular audio barely affects us. <laughs> right. So there could be people out there who had a genuine reaction to the Lavender Town music or have had uh, some pretty paranormal experiences with binaural beats. If that is you, do get in touch. Email us in at thisparanormallifepodcast at gmail.com. But unfortunately today, when we look at uh, the Lavender Town theme and the paranormal side of music, is this something really that can activate something inside a human? Can music be cursed and spread around through the through paranormal means? No, that's not what we've seen today. And we can continue to investigate it, but for now, it's going to be a double no. But thank you so much, Rats. everyone, for listening to this week's episode of the podcast. I will say, if you enjoyed the video game chat, do check out uh, the bonus episode that we did hosted by Kit, where we covered, I believe, five different haunted video games in one episode. There's a lot of fun stuff there. Or you can even go back and listen to the episode that we did on Polybius, mm -hmm. a machine that apparently existed at one point that was created, I think, by the CIA. <laughs> we never really got to the bottom of it. But it's a great story. It really is. Here's a paranormal song for you. I no, it wasn't. Did that do anything? That was just you screaming. All right, let me try this one. Oh! Creepy. More? Yeah, sure. Not Again, not necessarily paranormal, just a noise. <laughs> What's happening right now? I'm trying to scare the cats away. I feel <laughs> if I can record this and play it out the speakers, they might f*** off. It wasn't paranormal, but I tell you what, Kit, it is a great way to get people's attention so that we can plug our Patreon. <laughs> oh! That's right, folks. As I said, we have a ton of amazing bonus episodes over on Patreon, but that's just the, that's not even the icing on the cake or the cake itself. It's ice cream on the side of the cake <laughs> with maybe sprinkles on top. I'm lost. Yeah, I, the, the analogy is kind of getting away from me. What I'm trying to say is there's, there's a, a whole plate of desserts over on Patreon. We have extra bonus episodes. We have TPL merchandise that you can get. And of course, you can listen to every episode ad-free for those of you who want to just get straight to the juicy content. It's very true. As I said in recent weeks, uh, you know, if you're enjoying this paranormal life, if you enjoyed this episode, all the main episodes are free on this main public feed. But we make another five episodes a month between our bonus episode and our after-party weekly episodes. Five episodes that are only available on Patreon every single month. I mean, that's a lot of this paranormal life you could be missing out on. You want to hear the whole backstory as to how Rory woke up wearing a candy watch? That's on the after-parties on Fridays. X-rated, baby! It gets a little sexy, let me tell you. It's all there over on Patreon.com. Do go check it out. Because also, on one of our tiers on Patreon, we give shout-outs to the lovely people that support us. And that's what we're going to do right now. So special thank you to Serena Lacan. Serena Lacan lives on a serene lake. Man. <laughs> it's placid. It's very chill. They go paddleboarding there. Ooh, what a life. What a life. Can you fish there? Is there like, can you live off the lake? Serena does it sometimes with dynamite. Really Ooh. likes to f shit up down by the lake. <laughs> All right, I thought it was like a nice chill lake. Thanks also to James Shaw. Come on down to James Shaw's saws. You can get bone saws. Uh, saws for that wood. shouldn't be allowed. Bone saws. Did I say that one already? Yeah, it was the only one you said. Saws for things other than bones. Human flesh. Um, 
Is any saw a bone saw? Maybe that's a question when I get down to the shop. <laughs> oh, James loves talking about this topic, actually. Thanks to Marissa Broom. Marissa Broom, unfortunately, uh, retired when Marissa Hoover really hit the scene. Most people were like, ah, Mar Mrs. Broom, you're great. We, we've, we've been a big fan since, since day one, but mm. Mrs. Hoover is really all we need now. Um, it's it's a dying art. It truly is. Out there with the, the, the milkman, the miners, coal people. Have you thought about fishing with dynamite? There's a great place. You should give I it a recommend. shot. recommend. Yeah. Career change. How about sweeping the bottom of the ocean? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to Oscar Ponce. Oscar is a doctor. And if you go to him with like any kind of scar on your body, mm -hmm. uh, he can kind of repurpose it into something else. Like, you know, when you get a tattoo covered up and he will turn it into it. something, something else. Like you know? what? Like a bigger scar, like a Whoa, different. <laughs> keep the bone saw away. <laughs> Thanks to Tom Kirkpatrick. Proud owner of Tom's Bombs, a store doing very well in the local fishing towns. Uh, we're yet to kind of understand why that is. Uh, or why so many of my crabs and shrimp have come in pieces. Tiny, tiny pieces. <laughs> tiny yeah. pieces. But Tom, glad to see things are doing doing well for you. Do you have a license for those? Thanks to Tyler Pruitt. Tyler Pruitt's been through it. Oh my lord. This guy has my seen goodness. every hardship that could befall a man. I mean, Pokemon cards lost in, in the laundry. Pokemon oh. cards lost on a gutter in the street. So mostly Pokemon cards. Pokemon related. cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Pokemon cards. So he hasn't uh, been he bought fakes <laughs> online. Like this is. He hasn't been through everything. Hard shit. Never. Let, let alone hardship. Hard shit. How about that? <laughs> Has he ever been through like divorce? No, no. He's a billionaire. He's had an incredibly gilded life. Okay. Born with a silver spoon in his mouth. So like he's had loving parents then as well. Oh, everything you could possibly. No, ask for. no employment struggles. No, he's six nine, jacked. <laughs> full ride scholarship all through college yeah it's mostly the pokemon but the stuff. pokemon stuff yeah. he's been through it tyler keep your head up bud <laughs> thanks to crazy jim crazy jim is exactly the guy you want to talk to whenever you're just uh traveling town to town and you go to the local bars and they're like who's that guy oh that's crazy jim like, yeah you're like all right I'm getting a drink for me and Jim because I need to hear everything that he's been up to for the last few years. Jim's got some stories. Thank you, Charles Rice. Charles Rice is a rice salesman uh, working out of uh, Indianapolis. Rory, um, would, would you like some brown rice and white rice? What can I put you down for today? Um, shit, I didn't know I was buying rice. I don't need any rice. Why did you come here? Why did you come here? I just... Sorry, sorry. You came to the rice store and you don't. Well, I assume maybe you also did like beans and things. Like I didn't, I didn't know it was just rice. I would rather die than sell beans. <laughs> How many grains can I put you down for, sir? Buy the grain. Lock the doors. You <laughs> must buy a grain. Okay, a grain of rice, please. A that will be grain. ten thousand okay. dollars. <laughs> Thank you to Kylie Martin. You know, Kylie was actually I spent a lot of time. Um, researching these kind of strange noises we were talking about. Um, after years spent researching the brown note, they actually accidentally stumbled across the white note. Kylie did? Yeah. Wow. Um, what does that do? It sends you straight yourself? to heaven. Oh, okay. It. Well, you do die in the process. Right, and shit yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's but, kind of... but it's a guaranteed fast pass 
do not pass go, do not collect a hundred just straight to heaven. If there was a note, if there was a white note that could send you to heaven, but you, you're guaranteed to go to heaven, mm. but you would die and shit yourself yeah. on the way out, would you listen to it? Uh, I would just, it would be like my suicide pill. <laughs> I would just keep it on me at all times. Then the moment I was in mortal danger, I'd be like, I <laughs> right, queue yeah. up the AirPods. Get the AirPods in. Because that's like, everyone you, Everyone wants to go to heaven. It's the good one. Mm-hmm. But if it exists, then you've got like a good shot of getting in anyway if you're a good person. So do you like gamble it and try and get in? Or do well, you, you leave have, a shit stained you body? Have, on earth? You have that's a good question. said many times how you would try and scam your way into heaven. So I as know a joke, for a fact As a joke. Thanks to Dan McNaughton. Dan just opened up a, a, a rice store in town. We should go. Bad we, we idea. Should go. Why so many rice I, stores? I need rice. I need rice, dude. I've got a small deposit on a house in my pockets burning a hole, and I want some rice. Get the house, obviously. No, I, I want some some nice <laughs> rice, dude. Dan, I want nothing from you. Thanks to James Dean. James Dean himself, the legend. Hey, let me tell you, buddy. Thanks for listening to the podcast. I actually have my own little bastard. Uh, I bought a sports car back in Northern Ireland, a, a little convertible. That um, if the white noise doesn't get me, I'm, go- I'm going, I'm going to heaven in that thing. So uh, thanks for listening. We're kind but, um, of alike you and I. Yeah, I'm following in your footsteps. Thank you to Michelangelo Paris Chica. Michelangelo wants to know where you can find a Paris Chicas. <laughs> he's, he's single and he's ready to mingle. I couldn't recommend more the rice store that just opened on the street, Michelangelo. Oh, yeah. Uh, the girls are loving it. They have ladies night on a Tuesday. The bar <laughs> is buzzing. Lots of rice wines. <laughs> sake on offer. Thanks to Monica Gonzalez. Might as well call her Bomica because she's throwing so many grenades Whoa. in that lake. We're going to be eating tuna steaks for weeks. I've had it. I need to see a permit. Where did you get this? Who is selling all this high-power weaponry? And why does the lake deserve it, Balmica? Thanks to Peg, brackets, the twins. Peg, I think this class is some kind of federal tax evasion. A single Patreon account for presumably twins? Twins, yeah. I'm reporting you to Uncle Sam. And yes, as I said, Kid and I are technically registered as a charity and also Uh-oh. as a Don't dog. Don't say that out loud. <laughs> Technically, we're a dog. (laughs) Technically, we're guide dogs. (laughs) So sure, you know, everything's not quite kosher with us and Uncle Sam. But uh, I really think if we report you guys, we might get some credit. Thank you to everyone who supported us on Patreon. And thank you to everyone else who just tuned in and listened to this week's episode. We will be back on Friday with an after party. We're going to have a bonus episode later in the month. And of course, we will be back once again with a brand new Paranormal Tale! Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.